Yes, I know that God is by my side. Keep the faith every day. I pray the only way I could survive. Yeah, no matter what you're going through, He'll never leave you. His love is eternal. Welcome to worthy people. Yeah, coming straight out the projects. It was hard growing up. Born dead as an infant. Mother addicted to drugs. Coming in and out of foster care. He was stuck in a system. After doing time in prison, gave his life to Christ. Now a Christian. You feel like nobody gets you. Nobody knows what you've been through. Well, Cody has been where you are. You heard me? So remember that you are worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy people, yeah. Even when it's hard, always keep your faith in God, yeah. Worthy, worthy, worthy people, yeah. Struggling and searching, remember you are worthy. Worthy people. God will never give up on you. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, what's up, worthy people, everyone that's watching in prisons and jails on the Pando app. How are you doing? Uh, we're so glad to be here with a new episode whether you're watching from the day room, in your cell, in your cubicle, those that are in general population, medium custody, high security, close custody, SEG, or death row, or what we like to call life row. Uh, we're so excited to come to you with a new episode through your tablet and spend some time with you today so we've got a fun episode today we've got a lot of content to get to um you won't be disappointed for sure uh we're gonna switch up the the, the format a little bit and we're gonna jump into our topic um at the beginning and then get to our shout outs and announcements uh towards the end uh so stay tuned and yeah we're, we're excited to be here Hey guys, well, we just wanted to welcome you again. And man, this is gonna be a really good, a really good show, FYI. So stay tuned. Uh, we got a lot of stuff, uh, cool stuff to show you. So yeah, we can't wait to, to for you to write to us about this. And we are, I am getting through these letters. I love them. Um, we actually went on vacation. So I am about, I want to say like a week behind, but I'm getting there. So I, I just love reading them and I can't put them down. So, yeah. All right. We're going to jump into now um, of our worthy declaration. We've got a new thing to put it up here on the screen so that you can read this with us. It's what God says about us, right? That's important. So you can say this with me. Don't care if someone else hears you. Um, who cares? Let's say what God says about us. Are you ready? I am blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, healthy, whole, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre. I am a child of the most high God and I will become all I was created to be in Jesus name. 
All right. We love saying our worthy declaration. And uh, for those who have written about that, saying they love it, man, write it down. Come to this episode. Watch it every day if you need to. Start your day uh, with what God says about you. And, and if he died for you, you are worth something. That's what we like to say around here. Um, switching up the format today, somebody had written and asked me, what was the first Christian hip hop song that I ever heard? And it is a song that came out 16 years ago. And I am going to share with you the first Christian hip hop song and it's a banger. So turn them headphones up and check this out. Riding with my top down, listening to this Jesus yeah. Back on the grind again, I know it's been a little while, but it's time again. Folks ask the great, where you gon' rhyme again? I'm like, hold up, give me time, my man. See a lot of things change, some stay the same. Went from H-Town to D-Town to Memphis, man. One thing is for sure, everywhere I go. People caught up in self money, cars, and clothes, yeah. They talk about it all the time and put it in their songs. They drive around and play it loud like it ain't nothing wrong. And all they talk about is simple stuff. Got everybody acting bad, thinking that they a thug. And they trying to drown me out, but now they ain't gon' Count me out. I got a backpack full of tracks, plus I keep a Johnny Max, so we can pan it out. Plus, I'm bumping these Jesus peace whenever they see it, me. People looking all confused, cause every one of my tunes is screaming Jesus peace. I was bumping that trip, Lee. BJ rolling with me. Both our heads nodding like we dozing or we tipsy. But we ain't been drinking, man. Now this song's just banging, man. Got us screaming Jesus out the window while we changing lanes, while we just riding with my top down, listening to this Folks that tell you where the truth okay, okay. We don't wanna hear bad dimes and dope nope. We don't wanna hear bad nines and smoke nope. We don't wanna hear bad moving packs And foolish cats who lying boast nope. We do wanna hear bad Christ and Cain yeah. We do wanna hear how lives have changed yeah. We do wanna hear how God is pleased And theology yeah. at the Bible, man It's okay. Jesus music, turn heads So turn it up and let them know let And now we do, he's first And it's Jesus music, better bro Riding, yeah. riding with my top down Listening to this Jesus music Riding with my top down Listening to
Hey, today's topic, we are talking about running on empty. And maybe you saw this title or you can relate to that today in your situation of what you're going through right now. I was previously incarcerated. I did five years in prison from the ages of 20 to 25 through general population, medium custody, said close custody. I've done it all. And there was definitely times that I was running on empty. There was times that I was asking God, where are you at? Or even times where I felt near to God, I just didn't know and have the strength sometimes to get on another day. And most of the time, because of the situations that we're uh, that we go through an incarceration. Um, we're dealing with guards that are in different moods every day. We're dealing with cellies and people in the day room that are in different moods every day. Um, us, ourselves, we're in different moods ourselves. And you can ask yourself, and many of you have written to me and just said, man, that I was so excited when I found out of my worth in Jesus, that I that my life was worth something, that I was worth something. Um, and immediately the enemy came in and he made me doubt that. And he made me think that it's too good to believe. And it made me think that it's not true for me. And I got back into the old way of life. I started, you know, uh, smoking again, drinking again, hanging out with the people, quit going to the chapel, quit going to Bible studies, prayer call, you know, so I get these letters all the time. And that's, that's the very first thing that, that Satan did in the garden, in the garden of Eden. He said, did God really say um, that you're you're like him that if you eat this you know that you die so that's he's still up to his same tricks he wants to come to you and, and and with that same line again to make you question what God said about you so um stand up tall and confident and and know that hey you are everything God said about you you know get that down in your spirit get his word down in your spirit so even here on the outside and those families that are watching, hundreds of you are watching on YouTube, um, you you share with us how you're feeling on empty, you know, doing the work and the kids and the visits and the the commissary and 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 the family and your incarcerated loved one and it's a, it's a lot and I know that we all can relate to this feeling on empty. I mean, I, I know you definitely can well, feel yeah, like this I mean, we have, a, we have a two-year-old, so uh, he's a handful, and we love him. But, yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, there's time, There's a lot of times where um, I feel tired. I feel emotionally, spiritually exhausted, you know, and it's like there's just so much going on in one day, you know. Uh, just in general, there's so many. You, you encounter a lot of personalities in one day, you know. And it's just, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not good, you know, sometimes they're encouraging, sometimes they're not. So I think that you can definitely just feel like, oh my gosh, I just want to go to sleep. I just want to take a nap or something, you know? So, um, but yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that, you know, just, just feeling empty. And I think one of the things that you always tell me, what you always tell me, and then you're like, go back to, you know, the word, you know, go back to reading your Bible and and getting in there because there's nothing else that can that can fill you up, you know. So um, I, and then the other thing is rest. You know, I uh, I didn't know this because I used to 
I used to get really like stressed out and freaked out and everything. And and um, I came across this sermon by Joyce Meyer. And she said that, you know, that's one of the things that makes you like really, really get empty is when you haven't rested, like when you haven't slept literally physically. So, you know, that's that's something that. And uh, you could be watching this saying, man, I'm getting plenty of rest uh, in a prison or jail environment. But uh, there are people that I go into and I'm like, man, uh, I hadn't heard from you. You hadn't written me or whatever. And they're like, man, I'm so busy. I'm going to college. I'm going I'm involved in the chapel. I'm doing these studies. I'm doing these classes. I'm going all day. Um, and believe it or not, I know from experience that there were times I felt so busy that I couldn't get back to writing people. Um, and so rest is important. Um, even God rested on the seventh day. Uh, coming back from vacation, I feel fresh. I feel rejuvenated. Um, and it's just a reminder to me that, hey, we need to we need to slow down. Um a lot of our own frustration and tiredness could be tied to the schedule um, that we keep um, or the company that we keep. You know, we talked about that in, you know, my crew um, about that. And so today, are you uh, filling on the empty? Uh, we want to look in the Bible. This is actually something that Jesus talked about. And we want to share with you a, a scripture or a few scriptures today. Um, and this is what Jesus had told um, the people uh, about this thing that we're talking about today. And I'm going to be reading from the message translation just because I love the way that they put this. It's just such down to earth um, uh, understanding. But it's in Matthew chapter 11, 28, verse 28 through 30. And it says, are you tired? Are you tired? <laughs> Jesus is saying, are you tired? Question mark. Worn out? <laughs> Question mark. It's not even all one sentence. Are you tired? Are you worn out? And this next one, are you burned out on religion? Are you burned out? See, religion is rules. I, oh, I have to be this way. I have to do this in order for Jesus to love me. Um, the the religion or maybe how you grew up or, or, or uh, things that you think you have to do to earn God's love. And, and religion can burn you out. Are you burned out? Jesus said, are you burned out on religion? Come to me. That's Jesus said, are you tired, worn out, burnt out religion, these three things? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Uh, I, I, funny, I have a Celebrate Recovery Freedom Ahead uh, shirt on today. Um, but Jesus is saying, come with me, and you'll recover your life. The more time you spend with him and his Holy Spirit, who's the comforter, he can take away those those feelings and emotions that try to overtake us. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest, <laughs> a real rest. How many times do we say, oh, we're going to rest and we're just going to go do something that we enjoy doing and it isn't truly resting. He's like, I'm going to get this back to what you were talking about. You know, I'm going to give you a real rest. He says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Well, if we look at Jesus's life, how many times does it tell us in the Bible that Jesus left the multitudes to get away to pray? 
And if you're always in the multitudes, always in the mix, or always uh, busy, those of you that are in SEG and even Life Row, you could stay busy with uh, your tablet, you know, drawing, letters, um, uh, writing different things to where you're like, man, I, I didn't even spend time with the Lord today, you know. And Pando, this app offers great resources and great teachings, but you know, spending good time with God isn't just watching this content on here. It's being able to to, to unplug. Um, we were talking about this at church this past Sunday uh, about unplugging, getting away from the devices, getting time alone with God, starting your day not with your tablet but in prayer, you know, seeking God's face. But that's what Jesus did. Any time that he felt weak, he went to God in prayer. So he says, watch me, show me. And I'll show you how to do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Unforced rhythms of grace. Man, we could be running on empty when we're just trying to make everything happen and do everything in our own power, uh, thinking that we got to be good enough. The unforced rhythms of grace, you're just resting in like, you know what, God, I, I know what you've done. I'm going to seek you and serve you. It's not something I have to work for. Jesus said, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. So if you have heaviness and you think, man, this is God, is this from you because of something I did wrong? No, the Bible tells us that, you know, there are spirits and principalities of this earth and there are spirits tied to things. So when we do things that aren't in alignment with God's word, we open the door for those spirits to come in. And so that heaviness is, is from the enemy. It's not from Jesus. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Man, I think that we'd all say this. I, I go to the bookstores. I love the bookstores because I read so many books while I was in prison. And and my my wife is always like, why are you going to the bookstores just looking at books? You know, you never buy them or read them. Well, and, and I just thought um, you're very like, like if they crease a little or something, like he's very meticulous. And I'm like, and I'm over here folding them and, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Thank like I know. get a, I get a brand new Bible and she wants to like earmark it and oh, all yeah. the pages. I'm, I'm like, no, 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 her. we're keeping it crisp, that Bible that crisp and clean. I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to mark that Bible. The, the, the one I forgot. Anyway, um, I, it's been like three years and I'm like, can I just have the Bible so I can mark on it? And he's like, no, don't touch my Bible. So anyway. Man, and so the, talking about this today, uh, talking about walking freely, walking lightly, um, that is something we all enjoy doing. But going into those bookstores is you'll see number one times bestsellers like, you know, how to live your best life, how to be worry free, how to shed the weight, shed the guilt, how to be your best self, how to, you know, get to the next level. And people buy these books by the millions. And these authors 
One time I did a sermon looking at the top 10 bestseller books, and I tied a scripture to every single book that was a bestseller. And I was like, these are biblical principles. These are scriptures. This is either Jesus said it, or it's in Psalms, or it's in Proverbs, and they're just making money off really what God says, you know? So we don't need another book to tell us how to be able to live free we just need to be able to go to our Bible, it tells us enough, and spend time with Jesus. Because he says, if you keep company from me, you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You know, I talked about that last week in Blood In, Blood Out, the gang life, and how I used to be always down and the politics and who's this and all up in everybody's business and who are you and where are you from and we running. And, 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 and I wasn't living freely. I remember giving my life to Christ. I was able to walk through those hallways, that day room, be in that cell, and, and be free. I didn't have anything to worry about but me, my business, and the Lord. Minding your business. Yeah. So um, that's what that's what Jesus brings, and uh, and there's no better f- scripture to share with you if you feel like you're f- running on empty today. The next scripture I want to share is uh, Matthew 16. Uh, verse 24 and 25, and this is from the message version as well. It says, then Jesus went to work on his disciples. <laughs> We're going to work on you today. We want you to get some rest. We want you to not feel like you're running on empty. And maybe you got to go to work on some of them people there around you sometimes. So Jesus went to work on his disciples, and he, he did that by starting to, to talk. And he said, anyone who intends to come with me, has to let me lead. We got to let Jesus lead. We we can't be the leader anymore. We can't be the shot caller anymore. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. You know, Jesus saying, I, I, you're not in the driver's seat. I am. It makes me think, you know, uh, the graphic that we used here of showing the tank on empty is like of a vehicle. Like a vehicle can't get anywhere without gas. You know, and our gas in our spiritual life is is the Holy Spirit. Is the more we spend time with Jesus, that that fuels us in our life to be able to go. And if we feel stuck on empty, like we're not moving forward, we're getting stagnant, we're getting complacent. We have to look as are, are we putting fuel in the tank? And if once we put fuel in the tank, are we riding passenger? Or are we riding the driver's seat? Well, there's a bumper sticker that says, Jesus is my co-pilot or something like that. And then people are like, no, it's supposed to be Jesus. It's supposed to be like the, the pilot, pilot. <laughs> not the co-pilot, you know. So Yeah, it makes me think of that Carrie Underwood song, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, so uh, I'm not winning any Grammys for that performance. But anyway, uh, Jesus, take the wheel. Hey, we we had the wheel long enough, and look where it got us. And so letting Jesus uh, be in control, Jesus says, you're not in the driver's seat, I am. And hopefully he is. He desires to be. If We'll, we'll surrender and we'll let him be driving. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Man, that sounds like something straight out of the book of James chapter 1. Kind of all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations. He says, don't run from suffering. Embrace it. People tell me all the time, man, it's so hard in here and and the things I'm going through. And I can't serve Jesus and walk with him because just everything going on and in the mix and, and, and it's too hard in here. 
um, because I'm suffering. Jesus is saying, hey, suffering's a part of life. In prison, you are going to be suffering no matter what. You're not going to say a, a shotgun Hail Mary prayer to Jesus and all of a sudden you don't have any suffering within prison. You're going to face things in life. You're going to face trials. Jesus said, with letting me be in the driver's seat, don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Because that's most of the time when if Jesus is ever in the driver's seat that we kick him out and we drive because it's like, man, the road starts getting bumpy and we're driving and it's getting bumpy and we're like, oh, it's starting to go different ways that we don't want to go. And we're like, okay, let me take over and, and make things better. And and we take over and jump back in the driver's seat when we're like, man, I'm going so I'm so stressed out. Let me go get a hit. Let me go get a drink. Let me go, you know, over there and get in the mix and talk to them. And and we want to drive our life because we're like, well, I want to be in control. Um, and so when you go through suffering, it's it's not a sign that that Jesus isn't taking the wheel. He he's saying, hey, don't run from suffering. You're going to go through and suffering as a Christian. When he's in the wheel and he tells you. Hey, I want you to go witness to that person. I want you to talk to that person. I know they don't look like you. They're not where you're from. You know, oh, I want you to, um, I, I remember having uh, Jay Dan on from Forgiven Felons on the audio podcast episode that we that we did, uh, Could God Use You? He was saying how he's having a problem with gambling and that um, he was trying to stop gambling and he's not a Cowboys fan, you know. Oh. And so somebody offered him a bet he couldn't refuse. And he was like, God, I got to do it. You know, I just can't not Lord, take this man's money, you know, because he's it's a good deal. But he talked and he said that when he won the bet, it was a large amount. And that God told him, hey, don't take the man's money. And give him all your commissary as well. And he was like, Lord, uh, you know, is this you? Sometimes when we hear from God challenging us or something that that's when he's in the driver's seat, we're like, oh, that's the devil. You know, Uh, no, no, that God couldn't be telling me. But he said that not only did he forgive the man's, you know, debt of, let's say, you know, 100 bucks, he also gave him everything, cleaned out his locker, gave him all his commissary as well. And the guy freaked out and was like, what the heck? Like, not only do I owe you and you're not making me pay, you're also giving me all your commissary um, as well. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Embracing. He says, follow me and I'll show you how. Follow me. When people tell me I don't follow Jesus because of religion, because of rules, uh, Jesus never gave everybody anybody a long list. He just said two words, two words, follow me. Let me be in the driver's seat. Okay, follow me, and I'll show you how. I like this one, talking about books. He says self-help is no help at all. Self-help. All the books, all the best time sellers, self-help how to get rich, how to be better. And I'm not knocking books. There's a lot of good books, all the Christian books. There's some Christian books that help change my life and my walk, and I recommend them. Um, But it's not over the Bible. Self-help is no help at all. 
People that want to come talk to me in the prison, like, oh, I want to learn how to do good, or I want to learn, um, uh, I haven't talked to you guys about as far as the businesses and things that that I own and have owned and, and being an entrepreneur and the, the making the money and things like that. But people that do hear about those things, they say, oh, tell me how to, you know, start a business and make a million like you did. And, and I tell them, are, are you following God? Are you serving him? And they're like, well, no, I mean, I, I just want to be on the positive stuff, positive vibes. And I'm the like, vibes, yeah. yeah, you need the Holy <laughs> Spirit vibe um, if anything's going to work. Well, because so. a lot of people don't realize that the only reason that you got to that spot was because of God. Like, they think that they were, that you you did something, like, specific, like, Oh, what, what what were the steps that you followed? And I mean, to be completely honest, we were actually making a lot more mistakes than we were making because we didn't follow like a rule. We, we just pray every day. We, we were literally living on a prayer. Okay, we're living <laughs> with Jesus in the driver's yeah, seat. Literally, yeah. Like. So uh, self help is no help at all. Self sacrifice is the way. My way to finding yourself, man, that's what the world's big on right now is like find yourself, you know, live your truth, be yourself. Um, and Jesus said, self-sacrifice is the way to finding yourself. If you have a problem maybe with greed or a problem with coveting or jealousy and you start giving things away, ooh, you'll find yourself because you'll, yeah. you'll break free of that. Um well, because uh, I think we, about... we get a lot of letters of people that are like, I was living right and then I stopped and then I, w or I can't go back. I, I don't know. I can't figure out how to live right or how to fix things or, you know, I can't. It, it literally like God tells you like he t every day he tells you do this, do this, do this. But, you know, a lot of people, they kind of choose to ignore that. Like they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to, I mean, I know he's telling me that this isn't right, but I'm just going to do it. And I think when you were talking about like living your truth and your best life or whatever, it's like <clears throat> a lot of people are, they're, they're just trying to do whatever makes them happy. And sometimes what we are, you know, what God's telling us to do is not going to make us happy. Like it's actually like going to, I mean, I know for me, when God tells me some some stuff, I'm sometimes I'm like, oh, for sure, you know. And then other times I'm like, uh, excuse me, I know, like we're gonna talk about this. And he's, and of course, I've gotten to a spot where he's like, now he tells me stuff, and I just do it, right? Because it's, I was t I was actually telling somebody today that it's gonna be um, 15 years since I got saved on the Labor Day weekend. I was like, wow, okay. Can't believe I stuck to this for 15 years now. But anyway, um, so, but, you know, the thing is that as you're doing it and as you're, um, you know, as it's hard, you know, it's hard. It's not easy. So as but as you're doing those hard things, it's like you're training yourself to be obedient to God, to submit to God. So you're like, OK, OK. And you know what? It does get easy. I would tell you from a 15 year old in the in the faith over here, it does get easier once you, you start doing it, you know, so. And people are saying, what kind of deal is that? I mean, that I have to sacrifice, give things away, love people. Like, 
that that's a bad deal because when I do at least what I want to do, I get immediate gratification. You know, I whenever I take advantage of people, there's a win, there's a reward, um, and there is immediately in, in life um, to those things. And you're thinking, what kind of deal is that? Funny you should ask. Jesus said, what kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? You know, I know Eminem said, lose yourself in the music, the moment, you know, the song from 8 Mile. Um, but, yeah, Jesus is saying, hey, what kind of deal is it if you get everything you want, you lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? You know, all those things, the greed, the anger, deceit, all those things that that you might enjoy doing is going to lead you down a road and a path that ultimately ends in destruction in this life and in the next life. We don't know when our time is up on this earth, you know. And so what could you ever trade for for your soul? Um, so that's the way to true freedom. Our radio program was called Worthy People Freedom Radio because we were offering freedom and the least likely place to find freedom. You will find freedom when you come to a place to be able to live and allow Jesus to take control, let him drive the, in the driver's seat, be willing to sacrifice even when it doesn't make sense because there's always a greater reward when we pass the test. The test that he has for us is a much greater reward in this life and the next than to do just what we want in the moment. And I know in, in, in prison, this may not be a real popular message. It's not popular out here, but if you're feeling on empty today, I want to give you hope. I want to tell you that Jesus is sitting here saying, are you tired? Are you worn out? Like, I want to give you strength. I want to give you rest. Come to me. Live a life like I did. Watch the life that I live. No matter what storm you're facing, praise God in the storm. Praise God in the suffering, right? That's what we're talking about. And there's no better strong to go into now than praise you in this storm. We'll be right back. Once again, I say amen, and it's still raining, 
But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my head For you are who you are No matter where I am In every tear I've cried Or you hold in your hand You never left my side And though my heart is torn oh, I will praise you in this storm I remember when I stumbled in the wind You heard my cry to you And raised me up again But my strength is almost gone How can I carry on If I can't find you But as the thunder rolled I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with As your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I'll praise you in this storm, and I will lift my head, for you are who you are, no matter where I am, in every tear I've cried, you hold it. my help come from my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth
I hope you enjoyed that video. We had a little field trip that we had the opportunity to go on, and we got some footage to be able to share with you and the WP fam. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, be able to teach a class on divinity and spirituality um, with my friends at Freed Texas, and I know that we've had them on um, on the audio podcast. It's an episode called The Comeback. You can go check that out, and they will be here on video very soon. Um, but teaching that class, it's a class for the previously incarcerated we had one guy, John, um, that did 15 years and got out on the, from the Beto unit and came straight to the class. And so uh, there's people from all different walks of life that uh, done all different, you know, times in, in incarcerated. Um, but Free Texas is something that's revolutionary. I mean, it's doing something that I've never seen. It's giving people $15 an hour. Um, when they get out to come and do the nine-week course. Um, and one of those days, I would go in, and we went through the Alpha course. So if you have gone through Alpha on the inside, um, that's what we did. We went through Alpha. And um, on our last class, um, uh, before the graduation with the scholars, um, I wanted to take them somewhere to kind of tie everything in um, with spirituality and Christianity um, that we've been talking about. And uh, about, I'd say about an hour and a half away from San Antonio in Kerrville, Texas, it's called The Cross. Um, and it, it's a big open area that anyone could go for free and check out. But there's a story behind it. This man was, you know, given a vision from God to build this, put this cross up. Um, that's like a hundred feet tall in Kerrville on a mountain. And so anywhere you go, you can kind of see it. It's beautiful out there. Um, there's a prayer garden, um, and there's all types of different sculptures that are put up, but to go out with the class and be able to show that it was very powerful, very moving. Um, fun fact is that people have been there from all 50 states and 60 countries. People come from all over the world. So there's a book that they sell in their gift shop that records all the miracles and healings. Um, so you can go stand in this cross, and we're going to show it to you. And so thousands of people, they travel here to come stand in this cross and accept Christ. And so they're not saying that there's anything miraculous about it, but people have recorded all these miracles, healings that have taken place here. And so I definitely could feel the presence of God when we were out there. It was like very moving. Uh, um, I didn't expect that. And um, I encourage you, if you ever have that opportunity to go out there, but we have a lot of footage, so maybe you're going to feel like you were there um, as we share this with you guys. And my wife, she got lots of good pictures I out there. I, I consider myself a amateur photographer. And, you know, some people say I take good pictures, so I don't know. But, you know, I'm not saying I'm professional, so if you look at them and you're like, okay, you know. But anyway, I got really good pictures and um throughout the guard it was a really it was a really nice experience and you know i hadn't really attended the class but i got to meet the scholars and and talk to them and all that stuff it was really cool 
But, you know, throughout the garden, of course, you have the cross, which is amazing. You know, you can stand under it. You can pray. There's a salvation prayer under there. Some of the some of the ladies said it. You know, we were just like, wow, okay. You know, we're just quietly listening. But they have these different statues made out of what? Like metal, bronze or something. And they are gorgeous and so we're going to show you some of them and i took the pic i took the pic these are my pictures okay because we're also going to show you some footage from um a photographer that took the, the those the some video and stuff like that um but the first one is they have the lion of judah right when you come in you know as you drive you drive you have to drive up a mountain so you know as you walk in there's a lion of judah it's gorgeous i mean it's just wow and then um when that's at the entrance. So when you walk into the actual garden, you have a statue of, of Jesus and he's holding a fishnet, you know, and, and of course, here's a picture of that as well. And then on the bottom, there's a bunch of scripture actually all over the garden. There's like scriptures everywhere and they're in three different languages. So I think I think it's Spanish, English, and I can't remember the other language, but it's a different language. It's not, you know anything that we know so um you're walking throughout you you see the 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 globe with the great great commission which we also have a picture of that and it has a scripture for that um there's a picture of jesus washing feet you know which is oh my gosh it's just very touching and then um the the one that i absolutely loved that was in that area was um the revelations pick with jesus on a white horse holding a i guess a trumpet you know and a sword and, a, a, and a sword i mean describing exactly how revelation says jesus is going to come back you know yeah. and that that was right in front of the cross and it was really cool to see that and i, I mean because it really puts it like it depicts it so you guys are going to the picture should be up right now, you know, so you guys can see it. And so um, when we were about, there's an area um, where you can put, they're, they're called prayer rocks. You can write your prayers on these rocks, you know. Yeah, we took yeah. we took markers and every one of the scholars were able to write a prayer um, and leave it. And then we even wrote worthy people. Which uh, I have a picture of that And you can well, see yeah. that here on your screen on that rock. And there's just hundreds, thousands of rocks out there, people written. And then there's a big, um, like a board of like all the people who've been there, you know, um, presidents, uh, Billy Graham, um, Mike Huckabee. There's a big picture with him. Um, all these different people, pastors. Oh, um, and you got to tell them about what's buried under the cross, too. Which I can't, I can't, I think it's, a, it's like a, a Bible, um, something from the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, it's yeah. A, underneath the cross that we're going to show you guys is a Bible buried underneath it. And then they took dirt from the, the uh, I don't know, Sea of Galilee? I think I so. I think, and put it under there as well. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. I mean, it was just, there's but some, it, it all came from Israel. So it was, it was really cool too. And they, 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 they prayed over it. You know, they, they, they anointed, prayed over it, um, because they, they really wanted God to touch to, for this scenery to touch people's lives, 
you know, and um, and then you were telling me about the man that he had the vision that God told him, hey, I want you to to build this, you know. Yeah, the man so. that was given the vision, he said when he was told to do it, he thought, man, this is crazy. And then, you know, God establishes his word. It says in the Bible and two to three witnesses. And that's what he did. I mean, there was someone who didn't even know about it who said, hey, uh, God told me that you're supposed to build this cross. And he's like, oh, my gosh, like I thought you, he was crazy. Um, but to be able to go check this cross out, I was thinking about just the hundreds of thousands of people that have traveled and stood in this cross um, that have said prayers, um, you know, and, and there's nothing special about the cross. You can pray right where you're at and have the same connection to God as in this cross. But just knowing that these things have taken place and hearing some of the, the stories and the answered prayers, um, and they've seen the way that the God has moved after praying in this cross, I thought that it would be a great time to come together and pray um, for you, for our worthy people, family, for the incarcerated um, all over the United States, um, anyone incarcerated, really. And so we wanted to take this time to be able to stand here and pray for you um, and, and count it as even though you weren't there physically, you were there in spirit um, as we prayed for all of the prisoners inside this cross. So let's go ahead and check this out. Texas and man it's just so cool to see everything that's here and what God has done in this place and this cross that we're here at I'm looking it's 77 foot tall and the cross arm is 40 foot across the center and seven foot wide people who have been here from all 50 states they come from all across the world and I know you're watching from one of the 50 states here um, as well, but they come here to pray. They've seen God answer prayers. They've seen miracles. Um, thousands of people have stood inside this cross that we're in right now and given their life to Christ. And so it's just such a powerful experience to be here. We wanted to share a little bit with you um, and whatever my wife has to say, and then we want to pray. Hey guys, so we just wanted to say hi, and we are going to be praying specifically for all the people who are in the prisons across the United States today and all over the world. And you know, we just wanted to share this experience with you. It's such a powerful experience, and we just want you to know that we love you, and we're always thinking about you even when we're out here. So, yes. you know, we love you. You guys are our family, and so we hope that you enjoy this. 
All right, let's pray for everyone that's incarcerated right now, um, in prisons right now all over the United States. And this calls people enter in and they have prayers. People, thousands of people have prayed here for all types of things. And we want to use this time uh, to, to pray for you and your situation. Uh, right now so Heavenly Father we lift up everyone who is watching this right now we pray for the prisons and the jails and all of our brothers and sisters that are incarcerated today all over the world God I pray that you give them your peace not as the world gives but only the Jesus we thank you as we stand in this cross we remember your sacrifice we remember what you've done that you died for us to give us life to set us free and we thank you for that gift and I pray that those watching this right now that they just see your power on display in this place and I pray God that you your Holy Spirit would dispatch even now and touch them in their cell in the cubicle in the day room for their families God we just lift them up we lift a prayer up to you that you would be with our that you would help them and uh, the things in the system that need to change and reform that needs to happen in the United States uh, when it comes to our prison systems and we pray all this in Jesus name amen amen all right God bless you guys we'll see you next time so something really cool that happened as we were leaving the garden, right, was that one of the one of the ladies that was with the scholars, she came running back up and she said, you guys have to look at this. Y'all have to look at this. And, um, you know, we've been telling you guys about how our son Aiden passed away and um, it, it hasn't been it hasn't been three months yet so um you know we're still kind of recent on that and everything but um she just came running back and she these ladies and and gentlemen they didn't know they they don't they didn't know anything about our son or anything like that but she came running back and she said hey you got you, you have to come see this so she walked us down the garden and there was a a scene there with um it was a mom and it was jesus holding her baby and so it was like a little memorial basically um it's a memorial to all the mothers and to all the families that have lost uh children you know but <clears throat> sorry it was so touching it was so um i mean i have a picture i'm going to show it to you guys as well um it was so so meaningful especially for us that we, you know we it, it's very very raw right now it's very recent and um it you know the there there was dedications there was prayers um you know for the families everywhere um i got to put my son's name on a rock and you know his birthday and stuff like that and but the cool thing about you know after this this happened after but after we left i was showing my sister the pictures and i we zoomed into jesus's face and then the mom's face right and i was just telling her that you know it was it the it, the way his face looks is he's just looking at her like with a lot of love and the baby looks happy, healthy and whole, you know, and then the mom, she looks sad, you know, she looks like confused, you know, and I and it was just such a real depiction of how it feels to lose a child. You know, you're just so confused, like, why did this happen? But at the same time, you know, you're 
you know that he's with Jesus. And, and that was a, a perfect depiction of that. And so, you know, we just wanted, I, I wanted to say to the parents, and, and I know I've gotten some letters um, from dads and moms that have lost children. And on the memorial, it says it doesn't matter how you lost that child, you know. And, it, and specifically, it says if, if it was an abortion, a sickness, um, you know, anything, an accident, whatever, like it, it depicts that on, that's who the memorial's for. So if you, if, if you're somebody that's ever lost a child, um, you know, that th this is, th it was very comforting, you know, very, very comforting. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that was, it was just powerful. And I'm, um, glad to be able to share a little bit of that, uh, journey and that experience with you, but the big, deal of this the representation is the cross and today we're talking about are you feeling on empty um think about jesus when he walked this earth is that there's many times he felt empty and he was given a mission and an assignment he had a purpose just like you do even when you don't understand it and you have to realize that there's a bigger picture than you could even realize. When, when Jesus went through his suffering of the cross, think about how many people's lives, my life, our life, your life could be impacted. And, and there's always a purpose for our pain. Um, even me in, in doing five years in, in prison, um, I, I thought that it would never be any great purpose or value to it. But now look today, now I can talk to you. Um, now I can talk to others. Uh, now I can talk to people that have been through addiction and been homeless on the streets. Whatever the situation is that I always tell you is God doesn't waste anything. But it, that sacrifice, that's why Jesus said, hey, let me be in the driver's seat. And then he said, don't run from suffering. Jesus didn't run from suffering. You may be suffering now. You may be feeling on empty. The first thing to do if you're feeling on empty, think about the cross, this, this message of the cross. And the last scripture I want to share with you today is 1 Corinthians 1.18. And from the New Living Translation, it says this, The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. If you tuned in today and you're talking about, hey, I'm feeling on empty, uh, I don't know how I'm going to keep moving forward, and you just want to point me to Jesus and point me to prayer, no, I want something that's action. Give me a pill. You let me go to pill window and, and get me something that's going to not make me feel on empty. But I'm here to tell you the truth today is they don't sell that kind of pill. And if they did sell that kind of pill, whoever made it would be uh, a billionaire. But I want to tell you is that the, 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 the only medicine you need and the doctor you need, and when you're feeling like empty, is to run to Jesus run to him, accept the medicine that he wants to give. He offered me medicine no, that no other medicine, and there's a time where you need medicine and there's chemical imbalances and mental health and all those things are a real thing. I'm not saying that, but I'm telling you today is that the, the, the Bible saying the message of the cross is foolish to those that are headed to destruction. But, but I tell people, everybody loves a but, but, we who are being saved know it's the very power of God. 
the cross, the cross, mother people around you may not understand. Your homeboys, homegirls, the people you hang with, they don't understand why now you're 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 following Jesus. And, and it seems foolish to surrender and sacrifice. Like, how could that get you further? Man, but you you can wake up feeling like you're on empty, not knowing how you're gonna do another day behind bars. And then you can have purpose when you go and help someone else and where you don't see any benefit from it. How could I help them? Maybe you talk to someone. You know, I used to have brothers that would write scriptures for me and just send me kites just with scriptures on it and tell me, keep your head up. And they didn't know what kind of day I was having and how much that meant to me because the cross to us being saved 1 Corinthians 1.18 is saying it's the very power of God. That cross, it's a symbol of surrender. It's a symbol of death when we die to ourselves, when we surrender. That's how we can have purpose. That's how we can take our gas tank from empty to full. And I'm not saying every day you're just going to walk in and walk through every situation just on full 100%. No, it's normal in life. You're going to have ups and downs, highs and lows. But what is the center of your life is to always come back to Jesus. Be able to spend that time with him. That's what Jesus is saying. Get your tank filled back up. This is not the end. This is not over. There are days I contemplated ending it all. I knew there were still years I had to do until I could even look at the option of being out. And to be sitting here today and talking to you, I never would have thought this. If you told me on the inside I'd be doing something like this, either while I was before I was serving Christ on the inside or when I was serving Christ, I'd, either way, I'd probably still want to punch you just because that's how much I would think you did not know what you were talking about. And anytime I was feeling on empty like I couldn't go, people let you down. People betray you. Christian brothers and sisters betray you. Now walking with Christ, I understood when people would snitch me out or stab me out just so they could get, you know, more dope. But now on the outside, when you see people that are Christians that want to push you down and push you out because for whatever reason or treat you wrong um, just to benefit themselves, um, you can get to feeling like you're on empty. Like, man, why am I doing this? Remember that even though in the church and the politics in the chapel and, and the politics with the brothers and what do you believe in the Bible versions and what do you believe about this and how do you believe worship should be done and all those things that we fight and argue about in prison while we're working with the Lord will make you feel like on empty. You can I know people that make decisions to walk away from God because of the situation, the way someone treated them. If you're feeling on empty because of how people are treating you, that's not God. That's not God. Go to God. Seek Him. If you don't have anything to compare it to and you can't go sit in His presence, worship Him, connect through prayer, reading your Bible, then the only version of God that you're going to know is how someone treats you. And so speak death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's why we say the worthy declaration. 
I said at the beginning, if this is something that you need to say every day, hey, I'm blessed, redeemed, healthy, whole, confident. And for those of you in medical diagnoses and you're saying I'm healthy or whole, you know, by the blood of Jesus, by his stripes, I'm healed. You may not see it in the right then. You know, you may not see it that day, that moment. Continue to pray those things over your life. Continue to speak life. And as you do, you'll watch your gauge go from empty to slowly filled up. And as you put the word in your tank, as you put Jesus in your fuel tank, you can go. If you're putting the junk in by whatever junk TV that's going on or junk conversations or foul conversations or 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 gambling and games and smoke all those things you're putting those in your tank of course you're going to feel like you're on empty it's the same way for us out here you know we we've started this diet to work on losing weight and all these things but you know when i'm eating unhealthy you know and i'm putting junk in and, and all the the foods that we like but we shouldn't I'm going to feel down, but when I'm eating healthy, um, organically exercising, man, my, my tank starts to fill up. It's the same way in your spiritual walk. And so don't give up. Don't in this situation, look to, to Jesus. Um, and know this isn't the end. Keep going, keep trusting God, trust the process Keep Jesus in the driver's seat. Don't get out and let him be the passenger. Um, And so that's my encouragement uh, to you right now. And then we're going to jump over to Julia for shout outs. Yes. So we have we have quite a few shout outs today. Um, Okay, I'm just going to get into them because then I want to talk about a letter that I got. So um, the first one's for Jessica Stewart to Juan Galvan, her husband, and she said, Te amamos mucho. Irma Williams to her son Armando at the Connolly unit. Um, Chantice to Marcus. Um, she said, I love you, boy. Uh, Jessica Wiles to Miguel Guevara at Wainwright, and she said, Missing that smirk, and God gots us. Um, Helen Castillo, uh, she said to our son Gabriel Castillo in Robertson unit, God's got you continue with that strong faith. It's all in his timing. We all got you on the outside. Um, Anna shout out to McConnell unit and to short. She said, I miss and love you. God bless XO. Um, and then just, these are a couple just responses from, you know, prayers that we have for some people that are on the inside. Um, Sean Barclay at the Robertson unit. Um, just stay encouraged, you know, um, Christopher Coran, as he's in Arkansas, um, we're praying for your situation and just know that God will provide. Um, Estelle Arwood in Florida, I just want to say thank you for your letter, um, uh, for your prayers of for your prayer of blessing. Um, I receive it all. Uh, she wrote me like a letter and and it was just like praying over me and I I like loved it so. Um, for Daniel Aguilar at the All Red, um, dude, I'm from Del Rio, and not only am I from Del Rio, I was raised in Acuña, and my mom still lives in Acuña, so we we go out there all the time, just you know, to visit family and stuff. Um, but I got this letter, and hopefully, I can get through it without crying, because I've cried. I've, I, every time I read it, I just start tearing up. You know, um, this is from Joshua Amidon in the Clements Clements unit. And um, 
you know, I, I, I told somebody today that I, I was waiting on this letter and I told my husband the same thing. I was like, I, I've been waiting on this letter. Um, you know, as, as I talked about earlier, you know, our son passed away. It hasn't been three months. It's going to be three months in, in a few days. But um, your letter just meant so much to me. And honestly, it's why we do what we do. Um, you know, because God, we, we just we're so thankful that God uses us for this. Um, one of the things before I read, get into the letter is that, you know, we never want to take the glory for, for this, for this program. So I get a lot of encouraging letters saying, you know, you guys are amazing and stuff like that, but we, we don't like, um, we, we don't like to take any credit for what God is doing. This is all him, you know, and the fact that he just uses us, we're humbled by that and we're just grateful and, um, you know, we, we, we don't want to be the center stage. And, uh, you know, I, I know that you wanted to speak to that as well a little bit because we have gotten letters saying, why aren't you reading my letter encouraging you? And I'm or saying how great you are. And, you know. Yeah, I know that there's there's been, you know, hundreds of letters who have said that, the you know, we've made the impact, um, you know, on their life. They gave their life to Christ. Um, people that were you know, uh, on the edge of suicide, people that, uh, you know, took the sheet down, um, just so many of you. And, and we just praise God for that, that this is not, um, our platform. Um, this isn't a, a time for us just to, you know, brag on ourselves of, of, of what we're doing. Um, this is something that God's doing. Now, we share more of those stories with the people here on the outside, um, but here, you know, we are here to minister to you um, and not so much just list all of our, you know, accomplishments or letters that that have had impact um, of changing their life. Um, we're humbled. We're honored by that. But, um, I mean, that's something I think early on that we saw, we've seen uh, casting crowns a few times. That's who sang this video that you saw called "Praise You in This Storm," and uh, when they're finished, they'll make the whole room pitch black, and dark, they, right? Yeah, and, and you don't know why. And then I remember the first time the lights came on and poof, they're gone off the stage. No one's there, and I'm like. Dang, did I miss the rapture? Uh, <laughs> only casting crowns was holy enough to make it. No, um, and then the second time they did they did that, and um, then I went and Mark Hall, the leader of casting crowns, said, "Hey, we don't want the applause. We don't want to do anything that is going to make people give us praise or glory." Um, and, and so we, that made an impact on us, mm -hmm. and we were like, "Man, we want to live by that." We we, we um, you know, we're not putting trophies on our wall of look at what we've done or did. Um, this is for you. We do this um, completely free out of a love um, for you as the incarcerated. And we're here to minister um, um, to you. So thank you that it's made an impact um, on on your life. Um, but yeah, that's that's just kind yeah, of how we world. Know that it's the power of God doing this through us. Like on our own, we would never do this. You know, I think we've talked that about plenty of times that we would never ever do this. But back to Joshua and his letter. Um, you know, I'm gonna read a little bit of it because it 
like I said, it meant a lot. It's actually going to go in my in my book. Um, I have I have a in my box. I have a box for my son, you know, and um, and so just know that you making the decision to live for God is ministering to us, you know. So um, so here's what he said in part of his letter. He said, I felt true healing after I heard that you overcame the pain of losing Aiden at such a young age. But I didn't see, but I didn't see pain or depression on y'all's face. So maybe if God would take those hurtful feelings away from you, then maybe He can for me too. I clicked on the button and accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior today. I promised Him that I would I would give up drugs and negative people, and He promised me love and worthy people. So that's everything to us. You know what I mean? That's like, um, knowing that our son is still being used for God's glory and that his, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you and you guys are going to hear more about his story and what, what actually happened and what we went through later on that, you know, there was a lot of times, I mean, I'm a human being, you know, and there was a lot of times that I said, God, why is this happening to us? Like we have another healthy baby. Like, why did this happen? You know? And I've always questioned it, and God has always told me and promised me that Aiden, Aiden's uh, passing is something that is not going to be wasted. You know, that it, everything happens for a reason, and that hit him dying and going to heaven wasn't wasted. So um, this is like everything to us. And knowing that God's using our son and he's using us, that's that means everything to us, so... And the reason why we are, as far as so open about our son, is that it's not something easy for us from the beginning. And if you go back to the audio episodes uh, podcast, if you're able to, uh, as we were walking through that, in fact, I never wanted to share that. That was something extremely private that our family went through. And God told me and gave me strict instructions. And I kind of was fighting with him when he said, I want you to share this. This isn't because it's us or our story or, you know, uh, People are like, whoa, you know, they have a lot that they're going through. Why are you taking them? They're your problems. And I'm like, uh, you've way clearly missed it. Um, you know, us sharing it with you is a testimony. And we overcome by our testimony and the, the blood of Jesus. But our testimony is to give you hope because we're showing you what God did for us through a hard situation when the tank was on E, literally, when it was on, e. on empty, and how he came and gave us a peace that passes all understanding and, and, and put that fuel back in that tank, uh, you know, uh, and, and I shared, and I'm not, I'm not proud of this. This isn't something to give me any points, but the, I'm just sharing with you that that's the first time in 10 years of being out that I ever had real thoughts of going and getting high, going back, you know, to the drugs um, just to escape the pain um, when we received the lethal diagnosis. And um, many of y'all that were walking on the audio with us, especially out there at the Carol Young unit, um, you know, Katie, Vanessa, um, we love you ladies and uh, that were there praying with us and and um, and just so many on the outside. But 
you know, God said, no, like, I want you to share this. This isn't your story. This is my story. Um, and so many, I never thought we would get the letters that we've gotten of people that accepted Christ, people that were like, I turned my back on God because he didn't make, he didn't give me parole and you're still serving God and you lost your son. Kind of like God checked me on that and was just like, Hey, you know, um, that's why Jesus said, let me be in the driver's seat. Don't run from suffering because there's always a, a, a plan and a purpose to the things we go through. Um, Aiden's life, we couldn't see the plan and purpose, but you know, Jesus' disciples, they were like, we don't understand why you got to go to the cross and why you got to die. And he said, you may not know what I'm doing now, but after this, he's the God of after. Um, and, and, and so, you know, thanks as far as for, for all of y'all who've and shared Joshua, so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I mean, yeah, it, it was amazing. And, and like I said, God's using you to minister to us. So yeah, you, you're, you're a baby in, in Christ now. So it's, it's amazing. He see how fast he can use you. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, thank you for your letter. So she did the shout outs from the families here on the outside to their loved ones on the inside. I like to do the shout outs from me to those on the inside that I know. And I've got two shout outs and this is coming straight to the Clemens unit. Um, hello everybody, Clemens unit, Chapel the Redeemed, worship team, uh, Timothy, Caleb, uh, Righteous, uh, David, uh, McCullough, Jew boy, make parole, get out here already. 28 years, you got a, you got parole. Um, no, we're praying that you get that place um, that you need. Um, Doug, all my Kairos brothers um, that are in there, but I got two, two that I got a letter from. Each of y'all, and I got something to say. Number one, Kevin from the trustee camp. Oh, brother. From the trustee camp, and you wrote me from medium custody. Um, so two things. Number one, um, uh, you know, sorry to hear about everything that happened. Don't give up. I know you're sitting in that that cell now. You like 22 hours a day. And um, so you're definitely, you know, using that tablet and getting to, to watch us here on Pando. Brother, don't give up. It's not the end. Keep pushing. Keep going. Um, you'll you'll get you'll get back out. Uh, just keep uh, leaning on God's strength, even when you feel like you're on empty. Um, and so we're praying for you and that situation there. Um, the second thing to tell you is, um, I do the medium custody services in the building once a month, and so I will see you um, very soon. Um, I'll give that announcement in a minute. So come out to service and uh, I'll see you and give you a hug. Oh, you bro. better come out to service. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then second is uh, to uh, David Salazar at the Clemens Unit, who doesn't have a tablet. So, whoever y'all know him, I know he has a, a nickname. You know, I don't know what y'all call him, but if one of the field ministers, LBJ, Jesse, or Jason are watching and you know who I'm talking about, he was telling me, we went through Kairos together, and he learned so much about his worth and who he is in Christ, and it seemed too good to believe, and he fell off and, you know, um, got, you know, mixed up in the wrong things and made some mistakes, and uh, 
God can still use you. Don't allow the devil's lies to make you think that you're not good enough, that you've made too many mistakes. You know, Peter denied Jesus three times. He thought he was washed up, went back to what he was doing, fishing. Jesus showed up and said, hey, I'm going to use you to build my church. So God doesn't use the qualified. God qualifies uh, the people he wants to use. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So keep your head up, brother. I know you're a few months from discharging to being out. I'm staying there. And, of course, the... uh, uh, I give an announcement to come out to the service um, and would love to get to get to see you when we're coming in. So I think uh, we've got like 16 or 17 dates, prisons Dang. in the next two months. And so um, August was a big month for us here on the outside mm-hmm. as we are transitioning um, into full time prison ministry. Um, and so also, so we, we made sure to keep that August uh, not open, open uh, cause there was so much going on. Plus we were setting up all this um, um, for Pando as well. So we've been like super slammed with everything. And uh, some of our first prison date is Sunday, September 12th at the Clemens unit. We're doing two services, general population um, and medium custody. And so come out. I will be there September 12th, Sunday. Um, pass the word. Um, so we're looking forward to that. We may I'll, have a babysitter, so I'm probably going to, you're trying to get me to come in. Yeah, y'all y'all pray that we get this babysitter. <laughs> so uh, she's supposed to be coming in with me um, as well. I know you guys on the trustee camp that have seen us, you know, um, shout out to y'all, Blaze and uh so many that aren't even coming to, I can't think of uh, trustee camp. Miss you guys. Uh, trustee camp number two over there. Um, pray you guys are doing well. Um, so those are, that's the, the, our first date, um, back, um, is, is there at the Clemens on September 12th. Um, we do have an event um, there on Clemens on the second week of October for three days. Uh, we're super excited about that, um, that the field ministers are putting together, and I think Jason is putting that together. So we'll be excited to actually come to the sales and the day rooms. That's something that we've been praying about is I said, Hey, I want to go to the people who don't come to church. Um, and so we're excited to get to do that and food and all this stuff. So it's really something I hadn't seen before, something unique. Um, and the guys approached it and said, Hey, you know, worthy people come out and kind of, um, help do this thing. And, and, and we want to put this together because I told them I wanted to go, you know, to the sales and uh, to yeah, the day I've rooms. About it for months, uh, I've been praying a long time. So that was an answered prayer. So that's a big thing uh, um, in October, but we'll, we'll keep you reminded on the dates of everything going on as we get closer. Um, we always say we're coming to a prison near you. So I want to address something for those of you who have written and requested us to come to your prison. We are located in Texas, um, but we would love to come to your prison, even if it's out of state, Arizona, Florida, New York, you know, we'll, we, we travel. Um, so anywhere in the United States that you're watching, if you would like us to write, you, you've written us and people from different states have written us that they would love for us to come visit. Okay. Let me tell you something. If you can, can 
can write me and include your chaplain's email address. Um, not a phone number because it's very hard sometimes to get the chaplains on the phone. They got a lot on their plate, a lot they're doing. An email um, it works. If you could send me an email, emails for chaplains are not public information. That is not on the prison website for the unit. There's just the contact information to the unit, uh, sometimes the chaplain's name. And so I would love to email your chaplain. You've told me, hey, email my chaplain, um, but I can't without the email. And so you would be doing me a huge favor um, to be able to send me and ask whoever works in the chapel and all that, if they can get that, drop that um, to me, and I'll send them an email and get on their calendar and would love to come in. Your field ministers, and they can write to us. and yeah. So uh, get in, get me that info, and I'll shoot him an email, and we'll start the conversation. So thank you so much for your letters. On the artwork that we've received, we've tried to figure out a way to be able to share that. Um, and so starting next week, we're going to start putting the artwork on the screen. Um, so you can check that out. So thank you so much for those of, who've done artwork, uh, who've drawn us uh as yes. well um we think that's cool so uh keep sending us your your artwork your portraits those types of things um we're going to start uh showing that we won't be able to show everything but we're going to show the the most recent little by little yes. uh things that we have uh uh that we've received in way of announcements. See, we move this to the end cause it's the boring stuff, but in a way of announcements, if you were down with me on the radio days and on the audio podcast, um, on your tablets, you know that mostly every week I did feature interviews and I had people either uh, from the church or here on the outside um, come and do interviews. And so some of you have asked about that. When are we going to interview? And you can put a face with some of the people that you have heard on the podcast. Um and so that is coming soon. On the audio podcast, my wife wasn't on every episode. It's a blessing. We love to to have her here. Um, but we've just been dialing everything in uh, with this and making adjustments. And so I like to rest. I like to take breaks. Yeah. No, no just kidding. <laughs> so making all these adjustments, we want it for when people come in to interview, they can just walk in and sit down. Um, so sometimes it takes us two, three hours before we actually start the recording the episode till we get everything dialed in and we adjust things. Um, and so interviews with other worthy people are coming soon. Um, so we're excited that that's coming down the, the, the pipeline. Um, I've got some surprise guests um, Big surprise guests. that are flying in. Um, for the podcast, and so uh, uh, we, uh, I'm just going to surprise y'all, um, but that's coming uh, September and October. Um, be on the lookout for, for that. Uh, that will bless you um, as well, so you don't always have to hear from me. Um, 
but anyway, today we're talking about if you're you're running on empty, you're running on the end, you don't know how long you can keep moving forward, you're frustrated, you're asking yourself the question, is is this what serving God is? Is I feel empty, I feel alone, I, I need to recharge, I need to refuel. That's a conversation today. We talked about the cross, and the cross is 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 a symbol of surrender, and Jesus said in this, you know, don't run from this suffering is, is, uh, is our conversation in a nutshell today is about surrender, about surrendering to God's plan, praising him in the storm, even though the storm surrendering when our, we got the diagnosis and we walked through everything with our son and our son passed away. It was a moment of surrender. You know, Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. And that's very hard. But there's something supernatural and beautiful that opens up in your life whenever God sees that you'll come to a spot of surrender. And so to refill your tank today, I want to share this opportunity of surrender. What is it that you need to let go of? Who do you need to let go of? What is in your life that is taking from you, that is withdrawing from you and not making deposits in your fuel tank today only you know what that is we're going to close out here with prayer and i'm going to ask the holy spirit through your tablet he would reveal to you what you need to surrender or maybe you've never accepted jesus and you need to surrender your life you need to accept him we want to give you an opportunity and we're going to close out with some music after the prayer as well so would you pray with me Heavenly Father, we come forward today. I just thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice that is listening to me in their headphones right now, God. I know it's not by accident. I know they hear and heard today this beautiful message of the cross, of everything that you've done. They know that they were prayed for inside this cross, but more importantly, they know that you died for them that you thought they were worth something so much that you gave up your life and you surrendered. And now through surrender, we're able to experience a new life physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And God, I pray right now through the power of your Holy Spirit, you said your Holy Spirit would show us all things. Show us what we need to surrender. Maybe it's pride. Maybe we're holding on to pride and knowing everything in our image and keeping up, you know, what whatever this. And, and we think we know more than everybody and we can't be told anything. And maybe we need to surrender today our, our time. We, we need to spend our time with you and not on other things. Maybe we need to surrender some people we've been hanging out with, the crowd that we're a part of. Maybe we need to surrender the smoking. Maybe today we know that it's stealing not only our money and, and our family's money, but it's stealing even our, our joy, you know, and, and always needing the next fix. Maybe the drinking, maybe being at the knock table, the gambling table. As football season is here and we're getting ready for football and our teams and things and and the the gambling the parlay don't check out on me 
Jesus is saying, don't check out, don't get mad, don't shut this tablet off. I'm talking to you right now. I want to fill your tank. I want to give you my peace. I want you to surrender. You may think you're suffering not to smoke. You may think you're suffering not to hang out over there. You may not, you may think you're suffering to not be a part of the gambling. But I'm but Jesus is saying to you today, don't run when it's time to suffer, that you can suffer strong. Let me be in the driver's seat. You being in the driver's seat and using that as your fuel is artificial fuel and you're feeling burnt out. You're burnt out on life. You're burnt out on religion. I want to, Jesus is saying to you today, I want to give you a relationship. I want you to surrender. And so if that's you today, I just encourage you just say what it is right now. Just say, Jesus, I surrender blank. Whatever it is right now, whatever comes to your mind. Jesus, I surrender the smoking. Jesus, I surrender uh, how I spend my time. Jesus, I surrender my plans. Jesus, I surrender having it all together. Jesus, I surrender anger. Jesus, I surrender this unforgiveness. I'm Right now, just confess it. Jesus said, if we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. So we confess it right now and we surrender. We give you our life. You, you gave us everything. And so we give our all to you. God, fill us right now. Fill our tanks to full and to overflow with the power of your Holy Spirit as we make the choice to surrender today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, we love this opportunity, man. This was a good conversation today, man. Good conversation. Good episode. Tell somebody else about the episode. If you found worth in this episode today and it could bless someone else's life that, you know, tell them to check it out. Um, That way it could be a blessing to them. If you made the decision to surrender and give your life to Jesus, click the Christ accepted button here below and you're going to see a video that walk you through that. Um, if you want to see more encouraging uh, uh, episodes, click the subscribe button so you can see um, whenever we drop an episode each week. Um, but stay plugged in and stay tuned. Um, this video, it's one of my favorite worship songs yes. talking about surrender. We love you. Thank you so much for being a part of the WP fam. For your family that are on the WP Fam Facebook group, we're having up to 10 people a day join of your family. Thank you for spreading that um, and that we can talk with them. Um, for those of you on the inside, part of the WP Fam that are writing and that are here, um, we, we love you. We, we just can't wait to everything that's coming in the future um, through this, this, this episode. So I can't wait to see you next week. And, um, yeah, whatever you would have. Well, y'all just have a great rest of the week. And, man, this this song's good, okay? I usually blast it. I get on my knees and I just cry my eyes out. So just let it out. Rest in him. So y'all enjoy. Have a good weekend. God, we look to you tonight. Above the singing, God, above the music about the songs let your name be lifted high Jesus let your name be honored God 
we are to you, God, in everything that we do. And we reach towards you, Jesus. Surrender. 